WARNING! What follows is a story of monsters, madness, and mayhem! I'm Nick. Ooh, and I'm Zach. Welcome to We're in Fear Day, barely educational podcast about global folklore that aims to enlighten, entertain, and expand your world! Hey, Zach, good evening. Good evening. How are you? I can't take you seriously drinking Miller Lite from a Christmas mug right now. I hope you can see all... Okay, no one else can see this. This is just for you and me. It's a little humor time. Okay. That's what I call having a humor time. Okay. I want you to look at this snowman. All right. He's pretty awesome. <laughs> he's a beefy guy. He's a buff dude. Like his, He clearly looks like a fat snowman. Yeah, he does. Like He's a chubby dude. Yeah. And he kind of just looks indifferent. Yeah. Anyways. And it's September. And it is September. <laughs> Correct. Well, I did, yeah, that's, you know, hey. Hey, when in Rome. When in Rome. Yep. Yep. <laughs> All right, Zach. Hmm. I've got a tale to tell you. I bet you do. Do you like when I tell tales? Sometimes. That's right. That's the correct answer. <laughs> yeah, it goes either way sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. About 50 50. Yeah, 50 50. Yeah, flip a fucking coin. Yep. All right, well. We'll see where the coin lands today. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, let's travel to the scorching hot fields, hot fields of an October day in Brazil. Uh, Hmm. 1957. During the day, the temperature could be quite unbearable, but fields still need plowing. Yep. So if you were a young 1950s Brazilian farmer... A hypothetical question I'm sure people ask you a lot. Yeah. Hey, Zach, what if you were a 1950s Brazilian farmer? Well, what month is it? It is October. Oh, well, then I'd be plowing fields probably. Yeah, that's exactly what you'd be doing. Okay. Yeah. So again, if it's hot and you know you're a Brazilian farmer, what would you do in this situation? Well, you, obviously, it's hot during the day. So when do you plow? Nighttime. Exactly. You'd take your tractor out at night when the air was cooler and you'd be less likely to be cooked alive. All That's right. Good plan. Right? Makes sense. Yeah. Again, a farmer. Never been cooked alive, but knows what been to do. close a couple times. Oh, God, man. I don't even want to think about that, being nope. cooked alive. A lot of thoughts. All right. Surely this is a routine thing that you do. No reason for anything exceptional to happen while you are plowing those fields at night, right? Just going about your business. Right. Yeah. Doing your things. Just working. Working on your tractor. Yeah. Family tractor. Because you're young. We'll talk about how old you may or may not be later, but you're, you know, you're not in your teens, but you're not like above 25. So like your early 20s. All right, there, I told right. You. there I told you. All right. So you're doing well, some heavy plowing. That was pretty easy to narrow down with that window you gave. Yeah, I did. I really did. I really did. Okay. Not in your teens. You're not above 25. There's no other there's option. Like, there's like five years that could be. There's no other <laughs> options. And then I go early 20s. Yeah, that's what those are. Yeah. All right. I didn't even specify. <laughs> Whatever, man. We're having fun. That's it's what happens. Fine. Yeah, it's okay. So, oh yeah. so, you know, again, you're doing some heavy plowing. Plowing away. If you know what I mean. Plowtown. Plowtown. I like that. That's good. And you look towards the sky. Oh, what's up there? Well, you notice a star. Yep. There's a couple of them, it looks like. Yeah, well, one's getting brighter. Weird. 
And soon it's getting quite bigger. You notice that it is shining red. It's not a star color usually at night. Mm, Not typically. Yeah, not traditionally, no. And as it increases in size, you notice that it is coming closer to your position. And it's kind of in the shape of an egg. That's odd. Yeah, so mounted on it. Again, when stars have things mounted on them, that's a problem. And they're getting closer. And they're getting closer, yeah. Uh, Mounted on this star is a red light. And it's top half. Because, again, it is in the shape of an egg. The top half is, like, segregated. It's, like, spinning. It's like a spinning dome. Now, that's not good, you might think. Mm, don't like that. You might be reconsidering your entire concept of, you know, is this an actual star? I think at this point you've decided. That's probably not a star. It may not be hmm. what you said, yeah. what you may initially thought it was, yeah. So when you, wow, hello, when what you have decided is some kind of vessel, again, you made a choice, begins to lower itself to the ground, it dispatches three landing gear-like legs, because again, we've established this is not a star. It's probably an airplane, though. It's some kind of an airplane. Correct. An egg-shaped airplane. Yes. Exactly. They just missed the runway. Yeah. You're, you're, gonna, you're about to direct these people human beings away from this, like, whoa, it's over there. You missed, this is, I got to plow these crops. You're getting in my, in my crops. Yeah. Crop, cropping it, cropping cro- into my crops. Quit cropping into my crops. Yeah. You cropper, get out of here. Mm-hmm. That's what that is. Sure. Yeah, okay, whatever. It is now. Anyway, yeah, sure. When somebody goes into your crops when you don't want them to, they're a cropper. Okay. Okay, whatever. Hear it, <laughs> listen to it, forget about it. It wasn't said. All right, okay, so anyways, on. yeah, okay, it's fine. <laughs> So you jump back onto your vehicle. Whoops, spoiler. Tractor? Yeah, your vehicle's a tractor. Yep. But like you're not on it right now. No, because so I was you, you see a this leak. thing coming. Yeah, you're doing your whatever you're doing. And you figure it's time to move. So you get your ass out of there, you hop back on your vehicle, and you start to accelerate away. But as soon as you begin this process, it inexplicably dies. Oh. Leaving you stranded and exposed. Alright, so the tractor's not moving but you better move. So you hop off your tractor and sprint away, only to have your objective escape thwarted again when an approximately five-foot-tall humanoid snatches you. Don't touch me. (laughs) I hope you say it just like that. Hey, don't touch me. No touching. Hey, no touching here. You notice it's sporting gray coveralls and a helmet. Hmm. You can make out its peering eyes, which are quaint and blue. So again, sort of tiny. Okay. And the only part of it you can see. It's yelping and barking, which you gather is probably its language. That's weird. Yeah, that is weird. Don't speak that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I don't know, man. Mm Mm-hmm. What is it saying? Who cares? Mechanic biker creature has you. You aren't going anywhere. All right. You struggle. Yep. But three more of his or her buddies tag in. Oh, well, that's not cool. And you are muscled into their egg-like craft. For dinner? Well, that's not a great start. For dinner? I mean, something's on the menu, maybe. Uh Uh-oh. Not too long after your arrival in their ship, you are removed from your clothes and lathered up with some mysterious gel. This is going good. (laughs) (laughs) That's a fair response. It's like... It could be like, worse. Like, I, okay, like, like, just let's okay. We're waiting to see how this goes. Yeah, I'm still alive. Riding this, gonna keep on riding this out. 
Not panicking yet. No panicking. But writing is on your mind, which... Speaking of, what do you think? Where do you think this is headed? What do you think is about to happen to you if you're in this mm, situation? Something's gonna go up my butt. Well, you find yourself in a bizarre, semicircular room, adorned with red symbols, above its entranceway. Okay. What might they say? Stop. Who cares? You're naked. Okay. And probably in shock. I mean, what is that gel doing to you? I don't know. I mean, either. But you are very much not alone. You try to take in as much information as you can, making a conscious effort to commit these hieroglyphics to memory in the rare off chance that you survive whatever is coming and need to share this madness with anyone who will listen. Blood is taken from your chin. From my chin? Your chin. Again. It's a weird spot to draw blood. I agree completely. Oh, is this just all skin? Yeah, but, that's got to get the blood from there. Yeah. Oh, you're going to jab the needle in real far? Oh, oh God. God nope, stop. that was okay. bone. <laughs> <laughs> real quick. I got like yeah. a six-inch needle that goes in like six millimeters. It's like this squirt. <laughs> yeah. Well, not all squirt, right. but the reverse. Reverse squirt. How do you feel about the reverse squirt? It's when you take, anyways. Yep. That's what happens. Cool. So anyways, you're then corralled into a third room. I don't like being corralled into yeah, anything. Well, well, you got corralled, man. <laughs> They, they shimmy on in there. Hmm. Then your hosts leave you for maybe a half hour, an hour. It's right around. In Just between naked there. covered in gel. Naked covered in gel. Well, some sickness-inducing gas is pumped into the room. That's not good. Makes you feel, again, pretty terrible. Yeah. It's not good to be naked covered in gel and gas filling the room. No, this is quickly becoming not my favorite Work night. Yeah, a couple of day, couple hours ago, you were just on your tractor, yeah, just plowing mind, the crops. Mind my own business, doing some heavy plowing. Going to Plowtown. Going to Plowtown, exactly as you do, right? So, what are you start to think? Maybe what are they getting ready to do to you? To me, what do we do? What are they? Okay, they haven't hurt me. Really, they took my blood. I didn't like it. That was a weird choice, the chin. But yeah, but again, fine. You know, you do you. You know. What are they getting ready to do to you? Still kind of nervous why I'm naked. Because you definitely feel like all this is building to something. And then, there she was. Oh, per- no. Perhaps <laughs> just under... <laughs> Going to Plowtown? <laughs> all roads lead to Plowtown. Oh, Jesus. Under- <laughs> just under five feet tall. With a small pointed chin and large eyes. They stare at you and you make note of their shape and color. Again, taking in as much information as you could. If this turned out to not be your final days on Earth. Am I even on Earth at this point? Were you still on Earth? (laughs) Who knows? Anyways, her eyes were blue and cat-like. Atop her head hung long platinum blonde hair. Her pubic hair and underarm hair were bright red. Interesting. She may have, in fact, been an alien. Yeah. And you thought she was a hottie. Nice. Okay, well, maybe not you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe not you, you. Okay. Okay. These details are from the alien abduction encounter reported by Antonio Villas Boas who was 23 at the time, again, early 20s. 
when he was <laughs> yeah when he was plowing fields on his family's tractor near Sao Francisco de Salas on October 16th San Francisco 1957 no, it's a Sao not San so Portuguese Brazil but yeah still the same same guy hey he gets around what can you do yeah Antonio stared at this humanoid as she approached him. So we're back in the story, by the way. But oh, when, yeah. you know, you don't have Jumping to back in there. You, you don't have to live this part of the story unless you <laughs> want. Unless you want to. No, I'm good. You sure you don't want to pretend this is you and the parts that are coming? I can. All right. Okay. Zach stared at this humanoid as she approached him. That's, I won't go. How could he not? Okay. After all, she was quite the looker. Yep. Shortly, the deed would begin, and Tony, okay. and the being, would have intimate relations, maybe more than once. During the act, she did not dispense any kisses, oh. but instead <laughs> kind of... Was he upset about that? He's kind of disappointed about it. That's yeah. what it sounded like. So, like, there's an obsession with the chin. So she was, like, ni- like nipping or, like, licking or, like, kind of... Maybe even biting. Drawn nip- blood? Yeah. No, no blood here. No mm. blood here. Um, but again, a lot of chin play here. Okay. Afterwards, his potentially extraterrestrial consort gestured toward her belly as if to say, job well done, and extended her fingers toward the sky. Like in a thumbs-up gesture? Could have been. That's what I'm imagining. She should. She points at her belly, and then she's double thumbs up. Oh. Gestures to the sky. Boom, thumbs up. Thumbs up, baby. Good job, dude. Yeah, hey, well done. He's like, that was a good time. He's like, I didn't choose to be here. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how I feel about this. It's like, "Ah, well, you know, when in Rome. He noticed relief wash over... (laughs) (laughs) Relief wash over her face as if the entire ordeal was nothing more than an obligation to her, which made Tony mad. (laughs) (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) Which, after all that has gone on, that's what makes you angry? Yeah. I mean, like, what was she supposed to do? Like, take him to a dinner? Yeah. First, see a movie? She could have bought me a drink. Yeah, she could have bought me a drink. So they just covered me in this... Lube. We can, we can, yeah, you lube me up and just go to town and show me a movie? You give me a thumbs up afterwards? Yeah. What am I, some sort of stud or yeah, something? It's, I mean, right? What am I used for? Jeez. Again, you just harvest my DNA. Impreg- I have some dignity. Impregnate yourself? We can't even go mini golfing? Yeah. Window shop at the mall? Yeah. No. Sure, yeah. <laughs> right? Like, we can't do anything? Yeah. Nope. Wouldn't hold hands? Mm-mm. No, she gave me a thumbs up, a slap on the back, and said, good job, kid. Way to go. Way to play. Good game. Good game. Good game. Anyways, after his captors treated him more like a guest by giving him his clothes back and showing him around the ship. Here so you go. it's like, after all this, it's like, you know, let's, let's take the tour. Yeah. And he's then, you know, maybe that. that was, we expected it to be a little longer, but here, we'll show you around. Yeah, it's like, right, yeah okay, man. We'll right, take well. it back to your tractor. We, we, you know, we have a lot of. Is that why it's called a tractor beam? We got a. Oh, <laughs> oh, is it? I don't know. I mean, we. Holy it crap. It is now. Why else? Yeah, it is. I mean,. It's not because it's attracting anything. It's because he was no, taking off his tractor. tractor. He was taken off his tractor. Yeah. And it's a tractor beam because it, again, Tony, and again, I don't know if he liked being called Tony, but I'm just rolling with it. Sure. Tony was trying to document whatever he could do to prove to people this happened. That's fair. So when the opportunity <laughs> arose to steal a watch-like device, he took it. But one of the creatures noticed and did not allow his thievery to be successful. I thought it was going to turn into a uh, Pulp Fiction thing there. Oh, God. Where he's going to hide the watch up his ass. Up his for... ass to avoid the aliens. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, I got this watch. And you know what? It came from the... Just imagine that same story, but like it's about aliens. Yeah. <laughs> this is the exact same I, story. I had this watch up my ass. 
And before that, I fucked an alien. <laughs> what? It's funny that we think about Christopher Walken in that. That's very funny. Only because he has a... There's an alien abduction movie that you should watch. I think it's on Amazon Prime. We'll get into it maybe a little bit later. Cool. But it's it's worthwhile. It's it's I mean it's it's an alien encounter. It's and it was um we'll talk about it later. Sure. They shepherded him off their tone again, Tony. They shepherded him off their vehicle, their egg shaped like device, and he watched it ascend back to the Evans. The Evans? Heavens, sure. Sure. There's a bunch of Evans up there. Cool. Back to the heavens. By the time he made it back to his home, four hours had gone by. And that is the meat of the story. Now, what is interesting about this story is that it took place before Betty and Barney Hill's story made UFO abduction details widespread. Good. Because, again, there's like early 60s, wasn't it? 50s. It was. 50s? 56? Was it 56? Okay. Well, his was 57, so they, they kept saying this was before. Right. I should look up that date for me. Could be. Let me, let's get that date. So we, because I mean, that kind of matters in a way. Like where we're at here, as far as the timeline goes. But of course, which I'll get into, like. 1961. Okay. So, I mean, this is before that, which is. But again, people don't know about it yet. Um. So yeah, it took place before Betty and Barney Hill's story made UFO abduction details widespread and famous. Again, they are the blueprint. Mm-hmm. But it's not to say that alien stories weren't circulating. The space age was here, and genre books and comic strips were rife with tales of invaders and interactions well, Roswell from the stars. Well, Roswell happened in the 50s, right? It did, yep. Mm-hmm. And there's other stories from like the 40s and stuff. And mm-hmm. So it's it, we're getting there. And the then Foo the, Fighters. The spa- mm-hmm. Yeah, the space age stuff. Um, you know, sending stuff up into space, Russians, America. I think they had a conflict. I think it was pretty cold. There's that going on. Yeah. You know. From a live science article quoting uh, Luis Gonzalez, a UFO expert and skeptic based in Argentina, quote, In 1957, a Brazilian writer named Jao Martinez penned the first installment of a series titled Flying Saucers, Terrible Mission for the magazine O Cruzeiro. I don't speak Portuguese. I apologize. Me neither. Okay. There he describes cases of people in isolated places attacked by small alien beings. Gonzalez told Life Mag- uh, told Life's Little Mysteries, quote, uh, Martins also asked his readers to write him with their own experiences. Among hundreds of responses, he selected one from a young one of a young farmer from Minas Gerais with whom he exchanged several letters. So this is like penthouse letters about aliens? That's exactly <laughs> what it is. You're 100% right. <laughs> All right. He tells us stories like, have you, if you guys have ever, have you guys ever seen any aliens? Or been touched by an alien? I have. Or went mini golfing yeah. with an alien? Let me know. She treated me like a, some sort of stud, though. I was really upset about it. <laughs> what am I, just meat? Yeah. I'm a man. Yeah, treat me like with respect. That was farming. Doing man stuff. And then I get it pulled up here, and then a woman's calling the and shots. Tract- What's that about? A tractor beam. Yeah, because it was targeting my tractor. <laughs> God, I hope. I mean, can you imagine if that was the or? I mean, it's not, but maybe. No, it is now. It's it has our, to be. In our canon. It has to be. Because, of course, again, the farmer, of course, was Antonio Villas Boas. His abduction took place a day after he had read Martin's piece. Oh, Interesting. That's odd. Isn't that weird timing? That is a little weird. That's like reading Jurassic Park the next day you're attacked by dinosaurs. Fucked mm. up. Crazy. Yeah. Who would have thought? Luckily, I knew it to move. 
I knew what to do, not move. Yeah, not move. Because the chair that's come. not true anymore. Yeah, it, it never was. It was a complete made-up thing. Yep. Martins had Tony flown to Rio de Janeiro and examined by Dr. Olavo Fontes, and the two decided against publishing his story after hearing it because it was too absurd. Yeah, and you're still covered in this gel, and it's definitely just KY jelly. It's so. literally just like nothing. It's just like... Yeah. Who picked this up at the store? You still have the tube in your pocket. <laughs> like, <laughs> no. Yeah, you brought it with you. No, this is no, this is this is my own jelly. You literally dropped two of them on your way in here too. It's like, well, I just gotta be prepared. There's a lot. Yeah, I got way be, too much. It was way it was so much. But again, they didn't report this story, but again, it did exist and experts knew about it. The report that they had done and the examinations and stuff of him. We're kind of, you know, floating around and stuff. By 1962, it had gotten the attention of, quote, self-described alien contactee George Adamski and Walter uh, Walter Bueller of the Brazilian ufology group SBEDV. Didn't look up what that meant. Didn't really care. Doesn't matter. Yeah. The group who would produce a report of Boas's story, which would eventually be released via Flying Saucer Review, a British subscription-only magazine, and then to a wider readership by flying saucer occupants. I think that's what, hopefully it's not a typo, in 1967. So it was like just a British so magazine. We're just passing this around now. Right, and then it gets released to a, a big audience, so then it gets out there. And again, this is, again, the years are now well into the 60s, because after Marty and Betty Hill, people want more alien stories. They're into it. They want all the content they can get. Dude, this guy banged one. He's like, oh my God. He's covered in jelly? Yeah. Like, why does this account... Talk about how hot she was. Why is he so upset about this? And then he's like, he's really offended that like she didn't treat him as a person. He was objectified and like, this is a weird, this is a therapy session? (laughs) Of course, once that story came out, we were off to the races. Hell yeah. In Boas's accounts, he mentioned seeing a bright light in the sky 10 days prior after a party at his house. Oh. Also weird timing. Yeah. He saw a white light outside after opening a window because he was kind of hot. Again, it's Brazil. He opens it up, lets the cold, he sees the light after he's letting the cold air in, which freaked him out. He slammed the window shut, closed it, and went back to bed. But woke up hours later, again, if it's after a party. Oh my God, that was scary. I'm going to sleep. Yeah. Time to wake up. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So then he wakes up again and it's still there. Oh, so I'm like, going back to sleep. If, no, he, yeah, right. <laughs> he should have. But he freaks out. Again, it's, he's 23. He's at his, you know, they all live. It's a family home. He, you know, basically like bangs on his brother's door, essentially wakes up his brother mm-hmm. and like, you know, goes and gets him to show his bro. And it's like moving around now. So, and his brother's like, oh my God. And he was pretty astonished because he's like, this is crazy. Wow. Then, then it kind of goes away. And a few days later, they were plowing together. It's a weird way to say it after how we established plowing. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's mm-hmm. not great anyways. Well, they, and again, they slept during the day and plowed at night. Ah, I can't say plow anymore um, because of the heat. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I figured that would happen. It's probably a thing that was unavoidable. But then they saw it again. So they're out working. They both see it. But nothing happens that night. But of course, in the night when everything went down, Antonio was alone. Now... Do you want to hear some of his actual account? Uh, yeah. What Antonio... Unless he's speaking Portuguese. He is, again, it was... I don't speak that. It was translated into English. Good. So we got some, got some quotes. 
Again, the account that when originally heard by someone asking readers to submit their alien abduction stories, so somebody who wants the info, a guy looking for these things. I'm looking for these things. Nobody's he, ever sent me a... We need to... I mean, honestly, we just got to, yeah. I guess, broaden our, our reach. Yeah, that's fine. But uh, again, the guy who thought this was too outrageous to release, and he wants these stories. He's like, man, that's a little much. Yeah, that's a little much, dude. Okay, Calm, well, calm down. Do you want to hear a little much? Yes. Okay. All of them. These and these quotes, I can't. Um, these, um, you know, I got Antonio's story from the book Architects of the Underworld, Unriddling Atlantis, Anomalies of Mars, and the Mystery of the Sphinx by Bruce Rux. A lot of topics mm-hmm. being covered there, and I really need to read the entire book because yep. there's a lot going on there. There's a lot happening right there. All of them, the abductors reported Boas, quote, wore a very tight-fitting siren suit made of soft, thick, unevenly striped gray material. This garment reached right up to their necks where it was joined to a kind of helmet made of a gray material. I don't know what it was. That looked stiffer and was strengthened back and front by thin metal plates, one of which was three-cornered at nose level. Their helmets hit everything except their eyes, which were protected by two round glasses, like the lenses in ordinary glasses. Through them, the men looked at me, and their eyes seemed to be much smaller than ours, though I believe that may have been the effect of the lenses. All of them had light-colored eyes that looked blue to me, but this I cannot vouch for. Above their eyes, those helmets looked so tall that they corresponded to what the double of the size of a normal head would be. So they've got the enlarged, got like, giant heads, alien heads, tiny baby eyes. Yes, exactly. Weird. Probably there was something else hidden under those helmets, placed on top of their heads. I like the speculation here, but nothing could be seen from the outside. Right out, like they got a bunch of gears or gadgets in there, like equipment. I like, I like the speculation we're making about what was going on inside those helmets. Right on top, from the middle of their heads, there sprouted. Three round silvery metal tubes, I can't tell whether they were made of metal or of rubber, which were a little narrower than a common garden hose. The tubes, which were placed one in the middle and one on each side of their heads, were smooth and bent backward and downward toward the back. There they fitted into their clothes. How I cannot say, but one went down the center where the backbone is, and the other two, one of each side, fitted under the shoulders at about four inches from the armpits, nearly at the sides where the back begins. I didn't notice anything at all. No hump or lump to show where the tubes were attached, nor any box or contrivance hidden under their clothes. Now, when I was summing up the uh, hypothetical scenario you were living, I mentioned how he was trying to achieve as much detail and as possible. You know what I mean? Yeah, that was pretty detailed. That's a lot of shit to get, you know. Yeah, like I, I can picture it. So and he lays it out pretty good, almost yeah. like he's writing a story. We, mm-hmm. Anyway, the, their sleeves were narrow and tight fitting. Yeah, we're still talking about clothes right now. Again, we're going hard here. To the wrists, where they were followed by thick five fingered gloves of the same color that must have somewhat hindered their movements. As to this, I noticed that the men weren't able to double their fingers altogether so as to touch the palms of their hands with the tips of their fingers. The difficulty did not prevent them from catching me and holding me firmly, nor from later deftly manipulating the rubber tubes for extracting my blood. 
So I guess that's going on. Those overalls must have been a kind of uniform for all the members of the crew wore a red badge the size of a pineapple slice on their chests. Specific. Very okay. specific. And sometimes the, it reflected a shiny light. Not a light of its own, but reflections such as those given by the rear lights of a car. When another car lights up, you know, lights it up from behind. From this center badge, there came a strip of silvery material, and it might have been flattened metal, which joined onto a broad, tight-fitting cla- claspless belt, the color of which I can't remember. No pocket could be seen anywhere, and I don't remember seeing any buttons either. The trousers were also tight-fitting over the buttocks, thighs, and legs. Oh, yeah. Form-fitted. Yeah, very form-fitted. Looking good, maybe. Mm-hmm. As there was not a wrinkle nor a crease to be seen. No underwear, then, either. Yeah, no underwear. No, yeah, seamless, if there are, right? It's all one kind of one kind of piece. There was no visible hem between the trousers and shoes, which were actually a continuation of the former. Now, again, the, the, the impl- impression, he saw a lot. He's getting snatched up and taken away. And he's checking out he's all He's seen a lot of things. He's checking them all out. Correct. Being part of the self-same garment, the soles of their shoes were different from ours. They were thick, about two or three inches thick, and a little turned up or arched up in front so that the tips looked like those described in the fairy tales of old. Oh. They have elf shoes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Don't know if that makes it more or less scary. Though the general appearance was that of a common tennis shoe. So imagine a tennis shoe, a sneaker with an elf tip at the front. Okay. From what I saw later, they must have fitted loosely, for they were larger than the feet they covered. In spite of this, the men's gait was free and easy, and their movements were swift indeed. Perhaps the clothes siren suit they wore did interfere slightly with their movements because they kept walking very stiffly. They're all about my height, uh, 1.64 meters tall in shoes, perhaps a little shorter because of those helmets except for one of them. The one who had caught a hold of me out there, this one did not even reach my chin. All seemed strong, but not so strong that I had fought with them one at a time. He's a short man. Yeah, it's about five feet, right? It's like five feet, four inches. There you go. I should have been afraid of losing. I believe that in a free-for-all fight, I could face any single one of them on an equal base. So now we're flexing our muscles, saying like I could whip their asses if I was, you know, one-on-one conflict. Mm-hmm. Boas. Oh, never mind. We're gonna skip that part. But yeah, so he spent like three or five. He spent about like five, well, three long paragraphs describing just how they looked. Yeah, and their clothes. Can you? And I feel also, like I'm reading Game of Thrones, but aliens. Right. It's just like, hey. You know, there's a story going on here, but we need to know what everybody is wearing down yeah, to the letter. What, what are they dining on, too? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> what is on the menu? Uh, probably Tony. Well. Now, this account goes on to say, yeah, Tony, does Tony keep on talking? Yeah, because, like, yeah, there's, I skipped this because, like, I'm not going to quote all of it, but I'm going to get some. I want to stress that point because I thought that was pretty ridiculous of, like, that's some detail, man. Some detail. Like, you're in it. Because this, the next, I read this next part of this next quote, and I just skipped it. It, go, it starts the quote: "The only furniture visible." I'm like that's enough. I don't need to uh, get out of here, man. It was a what? Okay. <laughs> the only furniture visible was an oddly shaped table hmm. that stood at one side of the room, surrounded by several backless swivel chairs. Something I like was, I thought it was going to be a couch. Oh uh, yeah, something like bar stools. So basically, it's like a bar. It's a table. It's a raised table with maybe you know like bar stools. Interesting. 
enumerating about them, but not to you, which isn't going to make good for good audio. No, sure doesn't. Yeah, stools were one-legged, narrowing toward the floor where they were either all right. fixed. All right, well, I don't I mean, even know about all the This furniture. is insane. That's what I mean. That's why I was going to skip it. Yeah. My God, man. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, and then quote. Um, the the uh, the book says again they weren't communicating in sounds like I mentioned earlier. Quote: No resemblance whatever to human speech. I can think of no attempt to describe those sounds. So different were they from anything I have ever heard before. Those sounds still make me shiver when I think of them. It isn't even possible for me to reproduce them. My vocal organs are not made for it. The sounds. Okay. Yeah, the sounds were compared. This is part of the book again. Or compared to animal grunts, quote, some longer, others shorter, sometimes containing several different, you know, noises at the same time, others ending in a grunts, tremor. He could have attempted it. You exactly. Know, like, uh, uh. Okay. Uh, 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 huh? Uh, mm-hmm. uh, it's, I mean, it's just home improvement now with Tim Allen. Yeah, that's right. Uh, uh, that's you got it now. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> uh, quote. They obviously couldn't understand me, but they stopped and stared at me as if trying to make me understand that they were being polite. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Besides, <laughs> <laughs> now I have a whole different idea of what these aliens might look like. This bunch of Tim Allen's. Besides, though, they had to employ force. They never at any time hurt me badly, and they did not even tear yeah, my clothes. I could totally take them. Yeah, because yeah, I couldn't, could. They couldn't hurt me. Nah, like I was, think you know, they're just. I had it. In control the entire time. Actually, you know, I, I, I let them do this. Yeah. <laughs> I allowed this to happen. Uh-huh. Oh my god, it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> so they never hurt him badly, not even to tear my clothes, with the exception of my shirt, perhaps, which I believe had already been torn before. Well, yeah, I cannot be I sure. Flexed before they took yeah. me out. <laughs> yeah, I like, <laughs> yeah, I hoganed out. I was trying to speak their language, and I was like. It's just so funny. <laughs> like, why even mention that I could take them? What a what a waste of a thing to say. Well, I mean, he, he has to stress that he's a badass. Yeah, but like, there's badass, three of them. So, like, uh, quote. Now he, I mentioned that door before with the the markings on it. Yeah. Quote like scribbles of a kind entirely unknown to us. And then, of course. Everything was smooth. It was all flush. All right. Craftsmanships. Exactly. Real nice. Now, mm-hmm. what uh-huh. happened when he was? What happened when he was inside this room finally? What? I don't know. I kind of told you. But like, well, what? Okay. What was going on there? Well, just his own words. Okay. She came in slowly. Oh. Oh. This man. is turning into like a romance novel. I can't wait. Isn't it awesome? <laughs> she came in slowly, unhurriedly. Perhaps a little amused at the amazement she saw written on my face. I stared, open mouthed. What? <laughs> I, I gotta get through this. <laughs> okay. She was beautiful. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Though of a different type of beauty compared with that of the women I have known. Her hair was blonde. Well, she's an alien. She is not from Earth. That's true. It's a little different. Her hair was blonde, nearly white, like hair dyed in peroxide. It was smooth. Again, she's a platinum blonde. Mm-hmm. It was smooth, not very thick, with a part in the center, and she had big blue eyes, rather longer than round, for they slanted outward, 
like those pencil-drawn girls made to look like Arabian princesses. Probably not a great way to phrase that. I don't know what that means. Yeah. That look as if they were slit. I told you. Except that they were natural. Oh, and again, he's talking about like makeup. It's like I don't know it's what like because well, like the the summaries that I had read again, which I put in the little um, yeah, like cat eyed, kind of you know upturn like. Sure. I mean, I'm just. I know. Get, get, I'm trying to put it in what it could possibly be, and all I can think of is like makeup. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Her nose was straight. Oh well, was straight. That. Well, he knocked her around. Oh, 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 my. oh my, is that where you were going with I that? thought you were just going to... No, oh, okay. I thought you were just going to switch things up. I can beat up the girls, too. <laughs> oh, jeez, man. I'm a real badass. <laughs> yeah, I just hit them all. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Except that, because you mentioned the makeup, so I will... This is funny. Well, not funny, but I mean, you know, fun. Ex- except that they were natural. There was no makeup. Oh, okay. Her nose was straight, not pointed, nor turned up, nor too big. I'm glad he's like judging her physique. The contour of her face was different though, because she had very high She's prominent an alien. cheekbones. She's not from Earth. That made her face look very wide, wider than that of an, uh, I think an Indian, uh, Indian native, like an Indian, like a, from the country of India, uh, native. Underneath her cheekbones, her face narrowed to a peak, so that all of a sudden it ended in a pointed chin. I've never said chin so much in a podcast before. Nope which gave the lower part of her face a very pointed look. Her lips were very thin, nearly invisible, in fact. Her ears, which I only saw later, which like, yikes, like, okay, hyping the ears, huh? Yeah, it's an ear guy. Were small and did not seem different from ordinary ears. So now picture your alien, which is like human ears. Oh, but tiny. But very tiny. Her high cheekbones gave, the, uh, gave one the impression that there was a broken bone somewhere underneath. But as I discovered later... He's hyping this up. The later. Yeah. They were soft and fleshy to the touch. So they did not seem to be made of bone. Her okay. body was much more beautiful than any I have ever seen before. That's got to be insulting to all his previous girlfriends or whatever. Just the human race. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Humans got nothing on this girl. It was slim. I mean, did you talk about a romance novel? Yeah. Here we go. This is what it sounds like. No. It was slim, and her breasts stood up high and well separated. Her waistline was thin, her belly flat, her hips well developed, and her thighs were large. Her feet were small, her hands long and narrow. Her fingers and nails were normal. She was much shorter than I am. Her head, and I mean, he's like 5'4, so like, she's a short individual. Her Mm. head only reaching my shoulder. Her skin was white as that of our fair women here, and she was full of freckles on her arms. I thought they were blue. I didn't notice any perfume. Who asked? <laughs> yeah. Who honestly asked? <laughs> I can't believe she wasn't wearing perfume. Jeez. The same guy offended that, like, she didn't, I mean, we'll get to the parts that we were talking about. The same guy who's offended, like, they didn't go out to dinner or something. She didn't even wear any perfume. Yeah, what the fuck? I, I just loved, like, we're answering questions no one was wondering. Uh-huh. Did the alien have perfume? No. No one cares. Was she stinky? Yeah. Did she smell? Not that I noticed. No. You know, and no. now that you mention it, I'm a little upset that she wasn't yeah. wearing perfume. Yeah, she just kind of smelled normal. <laughs> yeah. She's an alien. Yeah, well, as far as aliens go, she smelled normal. Yeah, I wasn't offended by her smell. Let's put it that way. 
except for a natural female odor. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> hey, if you want to tell me what a natural female order is, email wordenfreepodcast at gmail.com because I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. Another thing I noticed was the hair in her armpits were bright red, nearly the color of blood. It got real, like, weird and then, like, real creepy. Yep. All right. He's not done, by the way. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Quote. The woman came toward me in silence, looking at me all the while as if she wanted something from me. Mm-hmm. Uh? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> That's what she did as she approached. Like, huh? And she just speaks in grunts and growls. <laughs> she spoke the language. Of Oh God, he wasn't even around back then. I can't even. She spoke the language of Tim the Toolman Taylor. <laughs> yeah. Less, oh, what, what less language? cocaine, though. God, what language does he speak? Toolman. <laughs> Toolman. Toolman. Oh my God. Hmm. I'm not familiar. Well, eventually she would like push herself against him because I mean, you know. Well, she's totally into him. Clearly giving me, clearly giving me to understand. Why is it not letting me? There we go. Because. Clearly uh, giving me to understand what her purpose was. And I began to get excited. Yeah, I bet. God damn it. I mean, you've been hyping this. We we know what you're getting excited about. The whole time. I ended up by forgetting everything and held the woman close to me, corresponding to her favors with greater ones of my own. Okay. Okay. This I just, just like the idea of the, the the alien woman. Like now, she's like, "What am I in here? Yeah. Like, what are we doing?" Who's that guy watching over the fence over there? <laughs> All they wanted, and this is to, to your point, because like, okay, well, I'm just gonna, yeah. Then the book goes on to say they had, you know, they had two interactions and they performed a. This is quoting just like the book section here quote, a variety of acts together for about an hour. Okay. And then, like, she was done, and then she left. And then she gave the thumbs up. Yeah, she's like... Good job. So, quote, all they wanted was a good stallion to improve their own stock. Oh, hello. That's what I said. That's exactly what she said. I mean, that's also, oh. like, him trying to compliment himself, though. He's like, you know, I'm kind of a big deal. The book goes on to say, or so was Boaz's impression, though he wasn't complaining. This guy's hilarious. He's yeah. out of control. Mm-hmm. He had enjoyed the encounter from, from the you know book writing night's quotes. Even if the woman refused to kiss, he had, but then he, he even justifies it. I like that he's so upset about it. He's that. very upset. He's pissed. He, he had, after all, just thrown up. What? <laughs> I guess by being sick, you know, with the gas and stuff. Oh. Preferring to bite his chin. And even though he found her, quote, animal growls off-putting. Uh, uh, uh. So now he's like, you know, even though, like, I, this was, like, not even great. Even though she only spoke Toolman. Yeah, even though she spoke Toolman, I was, like, all about this. I'm trying to think of other noises that Tim Allen made in that show. And all uh, I, can I mean, think it's is just, that, like, it's uh, just, like, the grunt and, like, the, huh? Uh, Which is, you that's know. That's all I remember. <laughs> yeah, because you heard it, I mean. Because it's been, like, 20 years since it's I watched just that insane. show. I mean, <laughs> God, I can't remember the last time I saw that show. But it's, ins- mm. I mean, it's, it made me laugh because it's just, I mean, it's, it's a silly show. 
Like it's very direct. It doesn't fuck around. I mean, there's a man grunting with tools. It doesn't really fuck around. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Uh, She never spoke. And then the book goes on to say, when their time was up, one of the other figures entered and called out to the woman. Well, she never spoke, but she made grunting noises. So she was talking. Yeah, she was talking. (laughs) Yeah. Quote, but before leaving, she pointed to her belly and smilingly, as well as she could smile, pointed to her belly. I said that already. Maybe she rubbed it like she, I'm yeah, she, hungry. Yeah, she mm. she could have. Mm, yeah, go for some spaghetti yeah, now. Mm-hmm. How's you guys spaghetti she, here in Brazil? Yeah, how's that? How's that look? Look pretty tasty. And smilingly, as well as she could smile, pointed to the sky. Southward. Thumbs up. Oh. Well, it says southward. I sh- I should That's say. That's a thumbs down then. Yeah, I don't. Then she went away, which was weird <laughs> because like I I found this excerpt from the book and I found a few summaries. That I think some of these summaries are like, you know, spooling the same like internet. St- you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Because like a few things that I had read in, in the Wikipedia does say like she rubbed her belly like you described, uh-huh. but this is clearly like pointing. Like get in my belly. Yeah. Well, they. I mean, he was. Oh God, he was in her, so that's great to know. Good. He was a little. Uh, the book. Okay. Yeah. He interpreted that. Um, after she went away, he interpreted that as the signs as meaning to say that she intended to return and take me with her to wherever it was that she lived. What? How does he interpret that? From her rubbing her belly and giving him a thumbs up? Right. And so those are those, those are the quotes. There's, cause that's, that book just took segments. I could not for the life of me. That was as much as I could find from his actual report. I just wanted to read the whole thing because Zach... What is he doing? He's writing a... St- I mean, this really happened to him. He would never make this up. Obviously. This is obviously true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, over the years, people would want to interview Antonio once his story got out. Can't imagine why. But they wouldn't kiss him. Because, I mean... And he got upset about it. <laughs> he was not feeling good about it. She wouldn't kiss me. I just feel used. They just want to interview me. They won't kiss me. <laughs> And then one interviewer just nibbled on my chin. Yeah. I was like, come on, man. I got lips. Then he rubbed his belly and said, mm, spaghetti. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I felt, I feel used. And like, he's hyping up how cool and tough he is. He could beat them all up. Obviously, they'd want to fuck him. Obviously. Obviously. I want to right now. I mean, he seems very charismatic. I can't stop thinking this about 23 him. This 23-year-old driving around in his family's tractor. Man. Just lubed up. Just totally lubed up. They lubed him down. Got him real slick. Slick Tony over here. <laughs> slick Tony. Slick Tony. Now, again... Those reporters, I mean, many other writers, they would focus, I mean, they want, they would focus on every fantastical detail to chisel away at the account in order to decide if it had, in fact, actually happened. Now, the Live Science article that I had quoted from before goes on to say, quote, uh, Kentaro Mori, a paranormal investigator who blogs at Forgetomori, that's his name, it mixed together, it's a cool thing. Sure. Quote, if you read Villas Boas' account, you may notice the advanced aliens, which I couldn't find this quote. Again, I wish I could just find the meat. I tried real hard because 
If he writes about, he wrote about her separated breasts and how thick her lips were. Thin. They were thin. They were not thick. <laughs> yeah. The thinness was thin. Yeah. Right. So can you, so I guess he talked about um, that the aliens used um, rope ladders. Can you imagine if he's detailing rope ladders, how much, like you said, Game of Thrones, Tolkien. I'm going to tell you this whole, I'm going to describe this entire room to you before I get to the alien sex. Yeah. The setup. What was on the table. Everything. Oh, and by the way, this is when I had alien sex. (laughs) (laughs) Of the entire planet, they picked me as the best specimen of the human race. Just peak performance right here. They mm-hmm. saw me. They saw my. Heavy they saw how I was dealing with that tractor. Well, yeah, they saw how good I am in Plowtown. Yeah, when I'm doing this, when I'm putting this many miles into Plowtown. Yeah, plowing. Yeah, she wanted to come visit Plowtown. Yep. <sighs> I just had to take a moment. Sorry. Yep. Because mm-hmm. the blogger goes on to say, in very adorable detail, again, Moore wrote in an email. Uh, it's you know from the quote. Uh, moreover, uh, quote, Villas Boas' original sketch of, sketch of the alien spaceship with three legs looks remarkably like the drawings of a Sputnik 1, often depicted with three of its four antennas showing. Cool. I know what that looks like. Absolutely. The Sputnik surely was a talk of the time in 1957 when Villas Boas was supposedly abducted or imagined his story. Well, now, nobody's saying that. Yeah, that's intense, right? Yeah, who would even dream of accusing him of making it all up? Uh, Villas Boas was a farmer, but not a common one. Quote. Moore wrote, quote, he wrote on, he went on to become a lawyer. He reportedly created himself models of the spaceship he saw. Two indications he was a cultured and creative person. Contrary to many ET proponents who like to suggest he was simply an ignorant, stupid peasant who wouldn't invent such a story. So first it started off like he's just uh, some ignorant, like, you know, field hand he doesn't know what he's talking about why would he make this up and then once he but once i mean because he went on to become a lawyer and do you know what i mean because um another thing i read is like his family owned a tractor which meant they were of higher means than other farmers in the area like it was like a, a decent or middle class or wealthy like farm family okay you know what i mean and then so then when he became a lawyer first he was too dumb to make up the story then he was too sophisticated to lie so either way so points it's to totally the fun- true. that it's totally true. No one should ever doubt anything his he he is uh, he is saying. I mean, I'm, again, I'm not necessarily doubting him. I'm just saying I didn't need to know about your romance novel. Like, be like, yeah, well, mm. I he thought she was beautiful. Yeah, he was totally into it. I mean, she wasn't though. She was just like this is. He's like, ah, like, you know, I'm on the clock. Yeah. This is my duty for my race, yep. I suppose. So he would go on to be a lawyer. He passed away in 1991 um, and have a family with four kids. And he, he never, you know, he always stuck by his guns, it seemed. So what do we make of this? I mean, the man had a good career and he didn't turn his whole life into like a UFO obsession. That was like his story. So like, I guess if he was asked about it, he would tell it. But like he went on and he lived a life. So... Factor fiction. I I don't know. I mean, I think I know because like I mean this is like a fantasy. It's a weird fantasy to have. 
Maybe, you know, he's early 20s. Maybe, like, you know, maybe he was striking out with the local ladies and he... But he's like, you know, the local ladies, they're just not enough for me. They're... I'm looking for something a little different. A little bit more exotic. Right. Something out of this world. Yeah. And he's like, by the way, I like blondes. With red armpit hair. Yeah, because because I like I like artificial blondes because I saw her real hair color. Yeah, you know, and all the spots. Right. And um, I just like that because she made a choice. She made a statement. Yeah. And then I I banged her twice. And, and <laughs> yeah, she treated me like a stud though. That's all she wanted me for. I felt like a stallion. And what can you imagine? A, guys, last night I felt like a fucking stallion. I, got, I barfed though from this gas first and yes. she wouldn't kiss me I'm still bitter about that yeah it's like if I could kiss an alien yeah why can't like I just want like like just something to know that you know she thought of me nope so I just use that as just meat yep just objectified I feel so used yeah. and belittled but uh, yeah, that's the alien abduction story of uh, Antonio um, Villa or Villa Boaz. Villa Boaz. And again, this is credited as as the, um, or some people say, like even though it was revealed after the fact, you know, because how you know when it gets when it ever actually happens, and then when it comes out, like the first modern alien abduction story, seduction story. <sighs> <laughs> Yeah, I've actually heard this one before. Yeah, I figured, just not in this much detail. No, no, I, no. I mean, I figured you may have, right? So I figured I'd just dive in, go for it. Oh yeah, do some. I didn't know nonsense. he wrote a romance novel. It's insane, but I couldn't find more. And even that book had the most, and it was you know available to look at like on the Google Books and stuff. Mm-hmm. That means there's a whole novel written that he has. I don't know where it is, and I tried to find it, but I could only go so deep. And I mean, this was you know one of the sources cited in the Wikipedia so I could go to the source and find the source try to find the book and get into it because right it's just he's just a man he's a, going to town a stallion going to plow town going to plow town so, out of this world out of this world but he, yeah so he that, likes blondes yeah and he likes blondes it's fine he likes blonde he likes foreign blondes yeah real foreign real foreign <laughs> real foreign and then they just take him and his DNA after they have a... I mean... Did he ever get any, like, updates on, you know? Like, uh, no children came calling from... Yeah, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't seem no. like that ever happened. Yeah, nobody came to visit, like, Hello, sir. Do you remember? It's like, yeah, I remember! <laughs> Your mom was a bitch. Like, oh my god. Cold. He's like, Dad. Mm-hmm. She <laughs> just, treated me like meat. And like his uh, his other like you know human children yeah like he introduces them this is your older sibling like yeah. what the hell dad this guy this guy's an alien yeah yeah well his mom was an alien too but then again like <laughs> with these kids like yeah dad we've heard about the alien story yeah Great. you won't shut up about That's it it's really about. weird that you brag yeah. about that to us it makes mom feel real awkward yeah <laughs> you keep talking about it yeah saying how she was so much more attractive than anything you've ever seen on this planet. And then, like, so, like, you settled for our mother. <laughs> yeah. And then his wife is like, stop 
Stop asking me. I'm not dyeing my hair. And I'm not covering you with all this Vaseline. (laughs) That's stupid. We're not doing that. Nope. Tried it once. It was weird and made a mess. (laughs) Yeah. It's like you... You kept asking me to growl at you. Uh? <laughs> <laughs> ah, if you've been abducted by an alien, let us know. At weird and feared podcast at gmail.com, Instagram, uh, mainly the Instagram, but email is good too. Anchor.fm slash weird and feared. You can leave us a voice message and tell us your romance novel about how you interacted with an alien. Or just do your toolman. Toolman. Yeah. Yeah, just do your Tim Allen impression. Yeah. Speak Toolman. Yeah. Make that a language. Yeah. I don't know, guys, but if you want to write me a romance novel about an alien, and if you do, I will read it. Yeah. I'll make it a thing. Absolutely. We'll make it a thing. Yep. Maybe make it long enough to fill an hour. We'll give commentary. If you don't like what we say, well, then don't send it to us. You got to accept legitimate criticism for yeah. your writing style, but otherwise, let us know. Otherwise, that was the probably totally 100% true story of Antonio Villaboas. Yep. There was, I forget where I read it, so it's dumb to say it, but like it says like, you know, conservative, you know, people, modest UFO believers mm-hmm. believe this to be true. Okay. So like, okay, cool guys. And like, what does that mean though? Like how, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I, right. I can't, you can't write it off. I mean, cause I definitely believe that aliens are out there. So do I. Why Why wouldn't, I guess, why couldn't one do this? Right. There's no reason they couldn't. It's true. It's just, it's just funny. <laughs> I just, yeah, right. I mean. The, it's just fun to play around he's, with. He's, he's, obs- I mean, it just. I'm going to get abducted on my way home and I'll be like, dude, guess what happened? And you're going to be like, well, I just told you that story. That's bullshit. Oh my God. And I'm going to be like. Whoosh. I hope that happens. Have a good drive home, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> Nick. I was covered in lube. I sure you were. <laughs> yeah. All right. After you made all those stupid jokes. Yeah. And they talked like Tim the Toolman Taylor. Yeah. It was okay. weird. Yeah. Yeah. And there was this guy saying, I was telling a story about his grandpa. Yeah. He, he said we talked about his grandpa. No, we didn't. Mm-hmm. You're. Anyways. Yeah. All right, guys. Stay. Ah, oh, God, guys. Stay spooky. Yeah, stay spooky. Stay <laughs> spooky.